Scene one, Apple, take one. What is up, everyone? And thank you for clicking that play button and welcome into Oops Coffee Smoking. We are back from our three-week hiatus. Had some personal things going on, so we had to deal with that. But in the meantime, we are here, and today we have a very, very special guest. Let's bring up this thing. Go on. Where is it? There it is. Let's bring him up. We have Uncle Freeway Shitty Slim on tonight. So look forward to that. But first, before we get to him, let's show you guys what I'm smoking on real quick. The Delato High is super calming in nature, with effects that will leave you dazed and peaceful for hours and hours on end. The high starts with a lifted effect that fills your mind with deep cerebral relaxation before spreading its warming tendrils throughout the rest of your body. You will feel euphoric and totally at ease, without any mental or physical aches or pains to speak of. Delato is said to be perfect for treating conditions such as chronic pain, depression, insomnia, chronic fatigue, and muscle spasms or cramps. Delato, also called Dosilato, originated from the breeder, cookie family, and is a cross between gelato and duesidos. It's an indica-dominant hybrid that is reported to help you relax, without heavily sedating you, making it perfect for when you want to chill and watch a movie, play a game, or read. It has a moderate THC level, ranging from 23 to 26%, making it a great choice for any level of consumer. Delato has been reported to smell piney, musky, and sweet, which makes sense given both its parents are named after desserts. It's reported to taste fruity and sweet, as well. So here he is, everyone. Thank you for watching that beautiful weed footage. Hope you enjoyed it. And here to my I, my right, I don't know what you guys, how you guys are looking at it, but to my right is Uncle Shitty Slim from Freeway Millionaires Club. How you doing, buddy? Hey, nephew, what's going on, man? Stand and courage, stand and courage. Man, that marijuana looks so good, I wanted to, I don't know if it looked like ice cream, like you could lick it or something. It, Yeah, it's it tastes pretty good. It's a little musky it's and minty. I'm the billiest man. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. That's what we try to do here on Oscar Smoke. We try to give these people a little bit of insight of what I'm smoking on. Maybe they can go out and buy it themselves, if it helps them medically, or if they just want to get a little stone. That's okay. Go. That's there all right. But go ahead and take a minute and uh, tell these people who you are and what you do. Hey, 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 hey out there, everybody. Uh, this is Uncle Shitty, uh, Norm Tillman uh, of the infamous Freeway Boys, Freeway Rick and all the guys. Uh, I'm out in L.A., heavily involved in the cannabis industry and the hemp industry. Uh, we got Freeway Cannabis, Freeway Hemporium which uh, deals primarily with CBD. And, uh, you know, that's the weed that uh, that doesn't get you uh, stoned. <laughs> and, uh, but it's amazing uh, for everything else, from pain to, you know, helping to strengthen your immune system. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, I, can't, I don't solve no problem. You know the disclosure. But we all know that... Uh, Marijuana and hemp are uh, two of the most amazing uh, products on the face of the earth. So 
used to be just turned 62 nephew and uh, used to be a little wild and crazy with it. But of course, you know, over time you get a little knowledge and a little wisdom and you, uh, you try to come up out of that. So now I'm just strictly into trying to help people who have a passion for, you know, wanting to uh, learn more about marijuana and hemp and uh, getting, if they're getting involved just for common knowledge or, from an entrepreneur standpoint, you know, I try to uh, help them, help and share information with them about that. So, nice, yeah. nice. Now, uh, some people don't know the difference between hemp and um, THC or CBD and THC, or like what's in hemp. It's hemp is like it's like I think 0.06% THC, so there's barely nothing in it. Correct. Barely any THC in it. So go ahead and clear the clear the way for these people that don't know the difference between CBD and THC. Okay. Well, CBD, you know, I ain't got no teeth and I can barely pronounce my own name, but you know, THC, uh, that long word, tetrahydrochloride, whatever it is, that's the yeah. thing that exists in marijuana that, that gets you high or alters your state of consciousness, if you will. So CBD conversely does none of that, but it, it still affects your body and your nervous system the same way. It just mellows you out, you know. I uh, I smoke CBD, and every once in a while, uh, if I'm a little, you know, anxious or, you know, uh, um, just not feeling so cool, you know, I'll I take a couple of hits of weed, and, and I feel a little bit better, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do like love how marijuana is now getting to that point where a lot of people are taking, like, that, that take prescription drugs, like Vicodin, and like oxycodone or oxycotton and anything like that for like try to deal with you know everyday life situations like pain and all that stuff and migraines and everything and weed is a good substitute like not really a substitute it is like basically way way better for you and not as addictive and it's not going to tear up your liver like you're not going to have problems later on in life maybe you might have a cough i mean the whole lung cancer thing is still a possibility but and all in all, marijuana is probably a, a, the gateway out of opiates. For everyone that has problems with opiates out there, put those down. Smoke some weed. That's Absolutely. all I have to say. Well, you know, the cannabinoid system which exists in human beings, uh, marijuana is cannabinoid, and it, it's, a, it's a, a perfect complement to the human body. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and never, ever will you ever hear about somebody dying from marijuana addiction? You're just not going to never hear that. That's a story that's never going to be heard. So, you know, um, hopefully as people become the taboo about marijuana becomes less and less uh, prominent and people, you know, because people, you know, COVID did one thing. It made people really begin to effectively research health what what does that really mean you know they became really more focused on what they consume Mm -hmm. what you put into your body what you expose yourself to so you know everyone's becoming more uh 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 conscious and aware of you know um like i'm i'm not vax i'm i'm a non-vax so, you know, I choose to take the, the posture of uh, uh, 
natural immune uh, uh, resistance. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you know, I use a lot of hemp, a lot of marijuana. I got in everything that I own, from my lotion to my soap to my uh, beard products. To I mean, it's just amazing all of the different things that you can infuse mm-hmm. hemp into and THC. Exactly. And not that, but you know, hemp, you can make hemp rope. You can make hemp creep. That's like concrete made out of hemp. Mm-hmm. Build houses with that. Yep. You know, uh, it won't catch uh, mold and all kinds of things. So I'm just learning a lot of stuff. You know, I really wanted to bring more of what we call the freeway factor to the process of helping people to identify whether or not, in fact, they really are. They really do have, uh, you know, what it takes to be an entrepreneur, because, as you know, that's way easier to say than it is to do. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. If you're not completely and totally dedicated and focused and primarily if you don't have a passion for it, you know, uh, your level of success is not saying that that's going to make you fail, but your level of success will be in direct correlation with the level of passion that you have for the thing that you're being an entrepreneur at, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. So when you are independent, you know, on the streets, we call it a hustler. So if you're a hustler, then, you know, you, you know, you try as best as you can, uh, especially if, you know, your consciousness is such that you don't want to contribute to a person uh, uh, destroying their health, you want to contribute to a person enhancing their health and their knowledge of their health mm-hmm. and the things that can help them to enhance their health situation. You know, whether they're diabetic or, you know, they have high blood pressure or whatever it is and other, you know, psychological type things, because as you can see from the, um, the, uh, the little tennis girl, Osaka, and a yeah. lot of other athletes, Simone Biles, you know, they're beginning to speak out about mental, you know, stress and anguish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what, it, that's what's so exciting to me. Yeah, Rick just brought me the thing. It's called the <laughs> night in Havana. So they all in there, you know, dressed up. And before I get out, oh, nice. shout out to my, to my nephew, Lamar, Marmar, heavily involved in the Freeway Millionaires Club and, Yes, know, sir. Yes, sir. He was a wonderful little dude. And also my nephew, Jay, who finally talked me into doing, a, you know, uh, what do you call it? The Instagram live with him. Uh, show yep. that we call Kicking It with Uncle Shitty and Nephew Jay. So we do that every Wednesday at five o'clock. So a lot of new exciting stuff going on, man. You know, I just turned 62. So I'm just <laughs> happy and thrilled to death because as a young man, I was given an opportunity, albeit it was a bad opportunity to participate in the distribution of that poison and to see now young people, because, you know, back then, you know, mm-hmm. the, the word on the streets was don't get high on your own supply. But now I see young men and women of all races, cultures, creeds, you know, so forth and so on, uh, 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 collectively making money with marijuana while at the same time using marijuana. How they say I'm not only the head club president, I'm a member. 
So yeah, <laughs> I'm real excited about seeing the opportunities because you know, knowledge and information, uh, college isn't the only place where you can attain that, you know? Right, exactly. So, yeah. so most people don't know is that people who like mostly go to college are not street smart. Most people that are street smart are, I think, in my opinion, are very off, better off in the world because they don't, they, they're not cloaked like the like the rest of them. Like I like to say, yeah. Well, if you're not exposed, you know, we were born in financial circumstances. You know, our economic uh, situation was dire when we were showies. You know, yep. So we we tried to be kids and you know when you're a child you have that childlike naivete before you you know become more experienced in life and you know you go and see things you realize that your neighborhood is so much smaller than you thought it was you thought it was huge until you know we played tennis so we got to travel around Mm -hmm. and uh um see other communities and see how other people were living. And it was like, wow. So that was one of the things that made me push so hard when I was playing tennis to practice harder and exercise and try and stay in shape. But as you know, becoming a professional athlete is way easier to say than it is to do. Oh yeah. 100%. So now now when you said you dabbled, you like the smoke on the, the CBD strains. Um, do you like the? Do you also do like the drops or the gummies or anything like that? I do the gummies. Yep. I do the drops. Yeah, I got tincture drops. Mm-hmm. I got massage oil. I got vape pens. I got everything that you can have in CBD. I got it. Everything. Nice, nice. Yeah, I love to dabble in those gummies. I love my gu- I love my CBD gummies. Oh, the gummies is the best. They mm-hmm. are the best. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I. I take mine every day with my multivitamin, so it's great. It's great. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. It is a. It's a actually. It's a. It's a multivitamin in and of itself. So that exactly yeah. what that's it, exactly what it is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Now, uh, now I wanted to uh, try to get you to tell a little bit of stories about your, some of your the crazy stuff you used to do back in the day, because um, as as you guys all know, like the whole movie, the whole show, Snowfall, and everything like that. It's pretty much based around uh, Freeway Rick Ross and the Freeway Boys, so like it's pretty much their story that John Singleton pretty much got what he needed out of the story, and then pretty much went off on his own thing. So and extravagant a little bit, but I just wanted to make see if you wanted to share a little couple of stories from back in your heyday. Well, all I can say about that is, you know, prior to me being involved in. Uh, distributing that poison. I was a, a full scholarship athlete at the Citadel Military Academy mm-hmm. after I had served three years in the Marine Corps in 19... You know, I joined the Marine Corps in 1980 because at that time, when I assessed, because the tennis didn't, you know, at that point in time, I just couldn't afford to continue to pursue that career at that time. So, you know, I said, well, maybe if I step back Join the Marine Corps, I had a conversation with my parents and everything, say, join the service for a minute and take a little bit of the financial pressure off, and it'll give me a chance to really get my body in shape because I can eat better and, you know, get better rest and do all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But after I got my scholarship, 
And I, you know, I was the number two tennis player in all branches of the service. After I got my scholarship, I, um, I was at school on the tennis team and our school was an all male school. So there were no females at our school. And at this time I'm like 24. I'm not like really college student age, you know, I'm a grown man Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm married. So, you know, there were other, uh, what they call veteran students at the Citadel. And we used to go over to the college of Charleston because, you know, Citadel is in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. So we would go over to the college of Charleston. That's where all of the females were and we were paid pickup basketball. Mm-hmm. So I accidentally, you know, sprained, had an accident, sprained my ankle and got suspended from the tennis team, which caused me some financial hardship. So I called my mom and said, mom, I need to, uh, I need some bread. And she was like, son, call Rick. Now keep in mind when I had left four years ago, when I joined the Marine Corps, when I left, you know, I knew that Rick and a lot of the homies weren't literate you mm-hmm. know uh that didn't have anything to do with our friendship it didn't matter to me we were friends so you know that was hey we you know some of us had were great at some things some of us were great at other things and we didn't put no you know there weren't there was no uh, uh um we didn't hate on each other for any kinds of reasons so uh but i knew that if i you know my instincts were saying that if i stayed in that environment something bad was going to happen. So I joined the Marine Corps. Okay. And when I called my mom after my accident, my incident and told her, mom, I'm broke, send me some bread. And she said, call Rick. I was like, call Rick for what? When I left, Rick was illiterate. I said, what, did Rick go to school? Or, I mean, what are you saying? She said, dude, call Rick. So I called Rick and long story short, got to California, saw what he was doing applied some of the information that I learned from being in college and began, you know, made a million dollars in like six months by my birthday. I got back in like maybe May, March, got back to, to, to LA about March, mm-hmm. about September, you know, I had a million bucks cash and decided why am I going back to school? Right. So, and in the, in the meantime, in the between time, I don't think any of us, we were so, focused on first of all obviously not getting caught and getting incarcerated but secondly also uh the competition of it all because you know we were i'm a competitive person just by nature you know i anything you want we can we can have a contest to see who can you know snap their finger the loudest or whatever it is (laughs) just the way we were raised right right So, so you know we were competing to see who could make the most money, the fastest. And we were using whatever creative entrepreneurism from that we had learned from Sidewalk University to implement, to, you know, help us to become successful at selling that poison faster. And, you know, we weren't even thinking about the effect that that was having on not only our culture, but just humanity in general. Right. So, yeah. Fast forward 40 years later, you know, my entire family is deceased. I'm from, uh, you know, my DNA is that of um, people who suffer from the disease of addiction. Because, you know, it's not just about cocaine. It's not just about meth. It's not just about heroin. You can be addicted to 
chasing money. You can be addicted to, I mean, so many things, you know? So the disease of addiction, I ultimately quit selling cocaine and became a drug treatment counselor. And oh, nice. Went back to Chicago, to the Chicago Housing Authority. One of my sheroes, a lady named Dr. Carol Adams, gave me an opportunity to go back to school and get a certificate in drug treatment referral counseling, not actual counseling, but she had uh, uh, received a grant from the United States government to pay for treatment beds, which as you know, are very expensive. Mm-hmm. So she had, she had some prepaid um, treatment beds that we could refer residents of the Chicago housing authority to, for the purpose of them getting clean. And here's the irony behind that. I was the number one referral agent for the organization. And most of the people that I was referring to those drug treatment facilities were relatives and friends of the customers that I had said that I had, that I was the connect. I was the person who had, who prior to me being a counselor, I was selling them all the drugs. Oh, wow. How how did, like, when you found that out, how did that like make you feel like, like, well, you know, very remorseful. You try to get me to cry, and you want me to. Say oh no, I don't want that to happen, sir. <laughs> yeah, so I, I try oh, wow. not to think about it too much. You know, I wake up every day knowing that I would literally give up my life just to, you know, hug my mom or tell my little sister happy birthday. You know, my little brother got killed when he was twenty-two. And my oh, little wow. sister was only twenty-four. So, and I know my mom died of a broken heart for having preceded two of her children in death you know what i'm saying right so, yeah that's I, very that's very sad swallow. but a lot of families are suffering through uh similar circumstances i still get um uh, messages and emails and text messages from people who were children back in the day and their parents i was selling their parents that poison and mm-hmm. you know they tell me you know you ruined my life and stuff like that so yeah, wow. I feel like Pookie. I feel like uh, uh, Chris Rock in that movie New Jack City when uh, Ice T told him, uh, "You owe Pookie. You owe. You know, mm-hmm. you did a lot of messed up stuff in the community, and you got to pay back, bro." Right. So that's what I'm on. I'm on. You know, I'm putting together something. I'm calling my Remorse and Redemption Tour. When I get it all put together, I'm gonna come back on the show and we're gonna share that. Oh, hell yeah. You're welcome back anytime, anytime. All over the country, talk to the young men and women who, you know, uh, don't realize that all of that energy that you use, all of that creative uh, imagination that you use to do illegal stuff, Mm -hmm. man, you can do, you apply all of that energy to doing positive legal stuff. You know, marijuana is becoming really, really like legal everywhere. Mm -hmm everywhere so you know ohio just decided to yeah um open up their gates to marijuana too so they're not i believe they're also marrow or medical and recreational don't quote me on that but i do believe they're also medical and recreational and that just happened like not like a few weeks ago i guess wow so yeah shout out to ohio out there i mean look here here's an example of it you I mean, look at you. You gotta, you know, you're doing this show. Yep. On marijuana. And you're yep. imparting very useful information. 
Very yeah. critical information. And pat yourself on the back here. I'm going to pat. Now, that's for you. Pat it for me? That was a pat <laughs> on your back. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, sir. But yeah, that's what we try to do here is try to spread information on medical marijuana. I do that through my beautiful weed footage, as you've seen earlier. And I try to have as many cannabis industry. Uh, many guests in the cannabis industry as I possibly can on this show just to tell people the facts about it because you can see what you want on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and none of it's 100% true. Uh, so most of it's not. Not true. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So it's good to get the information straight from the source. And that's what we try to do here. And also we try to, we try to liven things up with some comedy and some music and all that exactly. good stuff too. So we try exactly. to switch it up every now and then. Exactly. And I know that's- any number of people who, you know, uh, man, they could wrap circles around me in terms of, you know, the in-depth uh, understanding that they have about cannabis. And what I'll do is I'll have, I'll reach out to them and uh, reach out to you and see if you'd be interested in wanting to uh, have them come on the show so you can get an even more broader perspective on, you know, uh, uh, marijuana. And not all people who support marijuana, you know, you have to you have to mm-hmm. show both sides of the coin. You know, everybody not with it. So you want to have that debate. You see what I'm saying? You got the vaccine yep. and the unvac. But the thing that we as human beings have to understand is that we have to be able to agree to disagree yes everything you say i'm not gonna agree with it everything i say you're not gonna agree with it but at least we can be mature and humane and just intelligent enough to understand that we all have different points of view we Mm -hmm. all have different perspectives on things um uh, uh there is no one opinion you know right but that's how we broaden our own uh uh knowledge is that we share information with people and we may understand something to be to be a certain thing or have a definition of something and then have someone else say something about that same subject matter and it'd be different and you get that aha moment like whoa i hadn't mm-hmm. thought about it like that wow yep. that's interesting you see what i'm saying so yeah exactly like could you imagine if everyone in the world just had the exact same thoughts and the, the exact same mind frame. It, yeah. Boring as hell. Yeah, we'd, we'd all be doing the exact same job at the exact same time, at the exact same day, every single day. We'd be robots. Yep, we'd exactly. Be robots. Yeah. Exactly. Now, I don't want to hold you too much because I know you got some fun stuff to get to. Yeah, I'm fixing to get on over here to the to the little party and see if I can't get me a couple of uh, a couple of cocktails in me. <laughs> and uh crack some jokes and you know what i'm saying and that's right wink and blink at a couple of them women i hope to god you know my bark is way worse than my bite my bite used to be kind of decent but <laughs> ain't nothing now not just because i ain't got no teeth either i'm just old and just don't really care but that's you right. know i'm an avid avid golfer that's kind of where uh most of my energy goes it's something that kind of keeps me um grounded Mm-hmm. And uh, because it's a very difficult, anybody, if you know anybody that plays golf, they'll tell you, golf ain't no joke, dude. It's hard. It's, it's way hard. harder <laughs> than it looks. And uh, and way more actually interesting to do. Yep. The people who say it looks boring or whatever, where you ha- and you have to really be kind of anal in terms of competitiveness. If mm-hmm. you have a real competitive streak about you, golf is that thing 
that will really get your attention because you ain't going to never beat it. But you're right. gonna keep telling yourself that you can't. But <laughs> you are not. it's not going to happen. Golf, golf been beating butt since the beginning of the flick, kid. Yep, exactly, exactly. Who's your favorite golfer real quick? Come on, man. Tiger Woods. Tiger, Tiger Woods, of course. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is what it is, Tiger. You know, we all may, you know, life is about choices. And we all make, you know, our choices. And some mm-hmm. of them, you know, get us into trouble and some of them don't. But that's the learning experience. So, you know, it is what it is, man. But, yeah, let me uh, let me get on out of here. Shout out to my man. Oops. Yep. Call me smoking again. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, that's right. I want to shout out to my man, Lamar, nephew, uh, my nephew, Jay, uh, my podcast, Kicking It With Uncle Shitty and Nephew Jay on Wednesdays, the um, uh, IG Live. And, uh, of course, you know, my main man, Freeway Rick, my dude. And uh, I see your nephew Jay. He just he just left a comment. Yep, yeah, yep. we're gonna we're gonna blow this thing up, man. And uh, I might refer back to you just to get some insight on how to keep my thing organic and keep it wonderful. And then I'm gonna get you on the show one day too. Hey, I'd be more than honored to be a be a guest on that show. But uh, man, but thank you very much for coming on to the show and this, spilling some information for us and telling us a little bit of stories. And you're welcome back any anytime you want. And this is Oops Coffee Smoking, everybody. We are here every Saturday night at 9 o'clock Eastern time. But you can also check me out on Mondays and Fridays on Bet on uh, The Real Boys, <laughs> the movie, movie TV review podcast. Uh, we are live this Monday at 8 o'clock. And you can also check out Bet That with Dan and Jerry every Thursday night at 9 p.m. EST. And while you're out there searching the web, go and check out the Oops Caught Me Smoking store. And get your cop yourself some merch. Oops, caught me smoking sweatshirts, t-shirts, uh, fifteen dollars a t-shirt, thirty dollars for hoodies, and all my proceeds will be donated to St. Jude's Children's Research and Hospital. So, grab a shirt, save a life. That's all I have to say. And thank you guys for watching. And we'll get back to you next Monday. I think I believe next Monday we have Droopy M coming on to drop some new music for us. So. Or next Monday, next Saturday, sorry. Saturday, next Saturday, Drew PM. So be there, 9 o'clock Eastern time. And you guys liking, and if you guys liking the show on YouTube, go ahead and smash that like button and subscribe. Ring a ding ding that bell so you don't miss an episode. And we out. Later. Peace. Scene one, Apple, take one. <laughs> Smoking, oops, you got me smoking. Oops, you got me smoking.